and we're back. Welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. And here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Live edition of Top Rope Report. Here on TalkShoe.com, Facebook Live, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me again this week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugget Greg, and Mr. 24-7. What's going on, guys? What's up? Excuse me, what up? Did you like the new shirt I'm representing? Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. That just means he's going to get injured soon, but that's all. <laughs> Probably. You seem, that, that seems to be the forte every time you buy a shirt. Yep. So, all right, guys, we can get ready to talk Friday Night Smackdown. Greg, you'll start us off. Okay. Um, well, Friday Night SmackDown started up with um, Paul Heyman in the ring, um, talking about you know Roman Reigns and the happenings of last week with John Cena and LA Knight and everything. Um, it was then announced officially um, that LA Times, ironically enough, LA Times. Um, broke that at Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns will be facing L.A. Knight. Um, L.A. Knight then came out and kind of gave a, a real, real brazen little promo and 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 was, you know, wasn't joking around, no jokes or nothing, kind of was very, you know, steadfast and serious. Um, I, I, I mean... No, no, no fooling around here. I, I, not a huge, no joking. I've never been a huge LA Knight fan. Um, I, I just, I think he's a straight up ripoff artist of people from the past, but he's over with the fans hugely. Um, I know we're going to talk about Crown Jewel, so I'll get into my thoughts more about the match then, but. This was this was an excellent way to start up um, Friday Night SmackDown. Um, gave a little bit more oomph behind the uh, LA Knight Roman Reigns match. It was announced that there will be on well FS1 next week. There'll be a contract signing for the match to make it officially official. Um, I liked everything about this, so I'm going to give it the uh, the DJ Culver and give it a B plus. Okay, <laughs> Mister Twenty Four Seven, what'd you think? Um, I got to agree. This was this really was a great start to the show. Um, to to me, LA Knight. Like, yeah, he does. He he did rip off, kind of rip off a lot of. There's like at least three different things that I counted. But it's like he puts his own twist on each one and it all works right. to me. I don't know what it is because if you think about it, it's like a no-no if you think about it. You know, it's like, yeah, well, that's that guy and that's that guy. But there's something about it that at least at this moment, I'm kind of digging. And, and this promo, the way he was treating Paul was so good. I loved it. Get out of this ring. Where are you going? Get in this ring. 
shut up, shut up. You know, he was just letting them have it. And I loved it. It was awesome. And I do want to see this match now. If for real, we're going to see it. I want to see it now. Um, because just the way he, you know, the way he presented himself in this ring, he's pissed off. He <laughs> wants Roman now. I want those championships now. So I'm loving it. And I also gave it a B plus to start. I would have gave it an A minus, but I don't do A's too much. And I didn't because he stumbled a few times in, in the promo, but it wasn't nothing crazy. It still worked out great. But I'll, I can't go A just because of that. So I'll go B plus. All right, trivia. Uh, yeah, I loved everything about this. I mean, I was I was laughing when L.A. Knight was telling off Paul Heyman. You know, like DJ said, hey, where are you going? Get back in here, you know? And, uh, and like Greg said, you know, he he's definitely made, made some uh, – Made some noise in that promo. I mean, it's that's really making me look forward to this match now. Do I think LA Knight's going to win the title? Mm, I don't think so. Not not just yet if they want to make him champion. Um, but I thought everything was good about this promo. I mean, the minute Paul Heyman came out, I'm sitting there like, well, this is going to be a top-notch promo. And LA Knight does a good, does a good job on, uh, on the mic as well. I just loved everything about this. I gave it an A. No. Okay. After that, we then went to a singles matchup. Um, coming off of last week's match, it was Santos Escobar taking on Montez Ford. Uh, Mr. 24-7, you lead us off. All right. Um, it was okay. Um, they're both great. Right now, they're both doing great stuff. I Like, I like... You could tell Montez is really trying to, like, heal it up, and I like it. Um, but they had a really good, entertaining match. But to me, I feel like I'm saying this every time we have a show. They ruined it with the finish. You know, just stop having people interfere in these matches. There's no need for it to me. You know, like... Escobar and Montez are good enough superstars to where one of them can lose and be all right, like, you know, in a match like this, because it's going to be a good match. So it doesn't really matter to me or to probably to many people who the fuck wins this. Just let it be a match and a finish, you know? So an entertaining match and a crappy finish. I feel like those are the words that I spit all the time, but I'm going B minus. I got to give it a little bit because it was decent until the end. All right. Trivia. Yep. Uh, new new viewer, Stan Zajac, is tuning in. Stan, thanks for watching, buddy. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, every time you have a match, a match between two individuals that you're expecting it's going to be a good match, always something's got to happen at the end to spoil it. I thought it was a really good match. Up until that point, and that's why my grade was what I gave it. But, I mean, we didn't see Bobby Lashley out there. And that kind of made me wonder, you know, what what's going on. I mean, I still can't get behind uh, the Street Profits as as uh, as heels right now. And um, it might take a little bit of time, but I thought it was a good match. But because of the finish, I gave it a C+. 
Okay. Um, yeah, well, uh, Bobby Lashley was backstage watching. Um, no, he didn't come down in the ring, but they showed him backstage watching the TV, um, watching the match. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I mean, I, I understand. I like Bobby Lashley better as a heel, so I think the Street Profits turning heel is, is better if they're aligning themselves to Bobby Lashley. But I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not liking Montez Ford as a heel. I, I can picture Angela Dawkins as a heel. I can kind of picture maybe eventually little whispers in in Angela Dawkins' head or ear by Bobby Lashley causing the turn on him. Maybe somewhere down the line. I mean, hell. WWE doesn't give a shit about the tag team division anyways, so why not have them both go single? Um, but yeah, I did not like the ending, same as you guys. Um, Montez Ford doesn't need help to beat Santos Escobar. He doesn't. Um, yeah, I like Santos Escobar, but there's just things that Montez Ford does in the ring that humans just don't do. Um... And we didn't. We're not. We're not really seeing any of that now. Also, in this heel persona, he's not as exciting as he used to be. And I'm just. I'm straight up disappointed in the effort that that's coming out because he's more of a weasel. Um, but yeah, I didn't like this that much. I gave it a straight up C. Okay. All right. After that, we then had John Cena. Well, there was a little thing backstage with um, Jey Uso getting all hyped up with Solo and Paul Heyman, um, you know, saying he did what he was supposed to do, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And then it showed John Cena arriving, and we then had a John Cena in-ring promo. Trivia, what'd you think? Oh, well... With John Cena, his, his promos are, to me, they're, they're always top-notch as well. He's good on the mic. But I never knew that John Cena last won a singles match in 2018. That's that's a long time. Yep. But then again, we haven't seen him around in a while as well, too, because he took some time off to do some acting. But, I mean, it was just, it was just a typical John Cena promo. Then he starts talking about retirement and... You know, I guess he knows when it's time, and the fans probably know when it's time as well. Um, I, I really would like to see him, you know, win another match before he goes out for retirement. But I, I thought it was a pretty good promo. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Um, yeah, you said it had been exactly 2,002 days since she last won a televised singles match. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's quite, quite astonishing to think that, that the, you know, greatest of all time can't win a match in five years. Um, but, you know, he, he's kind of, you know, reinvigorated himself. I, I mean, I know originally they said that John Cena was slated to be on SmackDown – um, into October, it, it didn't sound to me like he's ready to step away yet. 
So maybe yeah. we're going to get a pretty much, you know, a John Cena run. Who knows? Maybe all the way through to WrestleMania, um, which I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing. I, I think we're going to see him, you know, when he was saying he just wanted somebody to fight and then Sola Sokoa came down and then obviously, you know, Jim Uso came out and got involved and then Jey Uso, the hooded black, you know, the black hoodie um, mystery person happened to be Jay, kind of quote unquote saving Cena, and then the attitude just when I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I guarantee, but I'm 99% sure we're gonna get Cena versus Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel. Um, continue with the little thing there, and uh, yeah, I mean, I liked everything about it. I, I also gave this a B. plus. Yeah, one thing, one thing that I forgot to mention, did you guys notice that? Jimmy Uso came nowhere near John Cena on that kick. Yeah. yeah. I even said it to that, but he didn't even get him. He didn't even touch him. <laughs> so, excuse me. Mr. Right. 24-7. I loved it. You know, John Cena is so good at no matter what he's talking about. And when he started talking about retiring like he just got all sad and you know talking all low and it made it seem like he was really you know thinking about it and about to do it you know and then he says it's time to turn the math around which i was like uh okay i get it but all right time to turn the math around it's a bad night for the next idiot to walk through the curtains solo comes out which is cool and I'm pretty sure he did get AA'd at the end, solo, and Cena stand, stood tall at the end. Um, I was cool with the Jay part coming out and taking care of Jimmy. I liked it. Um, I I guess the mask and hood just kind of made it a little better, but I feel like he could have just came out Jay coming out, you know. But anyway, I liked it all. It was all good. Cena is Cena, like, like both of you said, it's Cena. He's going to be good at think, you know, when he's talking on the mic, I'm believing everything he's saying. Um, this was great. I also went B plus. All right. Hey. After that, we then went to um, the next match, which wasn't a match. It was Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul going face to face. I get to lead us off with this one. Um I don't know. I liked it, but I didn't like it. I, I At the same time that I liked it, I didn't like it. I, Logan Paul, I think, could have... A, 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 I'm not... An above-average WWE career if he gave it his 100% all. And meaning... Full time, not every few months. I know he's got other things outside of WWE that he does. He's got his energy drink. He's a Billy you know, boxes. He has his YouTube channel, so he doesn't really need WWE. But to, I mean, just little things that he says. I mean, when he said, you know, when he beat Rey Mysterio, um, Dominic was still his son. Um, I mean, just little things like that he comes up with 
just just shows what he could be in yeah. being one of the top heels if he was with this company more often. Um, I don't know how excited I'm going to be about him wrestling Rey Mysterio. I really don't. Um, but, I mean, in every other match that he's been in, whether it was, you know, Seth Rollins or when it was Roman Reigns, at first it was kind of like, eh. And then after the match was over, it was like, holy shit, what did we just see? Uh, I think his last feud that happened with Ricochet was a little anticlimactic. Um, so I'm not really pumped up for this, but the promo was good. Um Rey Mysterio, I don't know, it just, he didn't seem like just his mannerisms, everything was like he was just going through the motions to me. So I don't know if he's like geared up for this or not. I don't know. I just can't get a full read on it. Um, but it was just okay. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, Mr. 24-7. Yeah. I'm liking... I think I'm in the same boat as you. I, I, I liked it and I didn't because... Like when he first came... When Logan first came out, he started talking about the his his past boxing match, the one he just had. And, and I was fine with that. But then he went on to say, you know... But I am a WWE superstar, and he keeps saying that, you know, and and I I think he deserves to be one, but he doesn't have to keep saying it. We know it already, you know, so that little part, and again, nothing, it's not anything huge, but it's just kind of something that kind of gets to me when he keeps saying it. Other than that, I thought he did a hell of a job talking. Um, there's 30, he said... I'm here for the titles. I don't need any uh, for the United States title. I don't need anything else. I'm cool with it. It seems like he's um, focused on on getting there, and hopefully, hopefully we see something good there because Ray came out, and you're right. It just seemed like he was like, "All right, well, this is what I got to do. This, uh, you know, I got to say this and that." Although he did say, "You remind me of my son Dom." You guys, are, you know, do big things, and you both got big mouth. So he did throw in little shots there mm-hmm. that, you know, that made it made it a little better. Put it that way. Um, but he could have done so much more. It's Ray Mysterio, and it, to me, it just he didn't do as much as he probably could have. So besides that, it was decent. I'll go. I'll go B. Okay. Trivia. I totally agree with the great with the great the great gave it. Um, I I don't know, you know, even Greg hit the nail on the head when he said Logan Paul's got so much going on. Do they really think and are they really going to make Logan Paul the U.S. champion with everything he's got going on? Uh, I I have a feeling that they might. I mean, like DJ said, he come out saying he's a WWE superstar. Well, if you are, you know. Put the boxing on the on the shelf, you know. Keep your podcast or whatever you're doing. Um, but I just think that 
it could have been a little bit better of an interaction. The handshake at the end, I, I don't like the handshake part of it. It's kind of, <laughs> excuse me, kind of wishy-washy for me when that happens. And, and Ray was, like, you know, you guys said, he was kind of laid back and everything. And I really didn't care too much for it. I gave it a C plus. Kevin's tuning in. Thanks for watching, Kevin. Okay. Um, there was a little segment backstage. Um with Jey Uso and security and, and uh, Nick Aldis talking about, you know, finding him $10,000 and, you know, having him escorted from the building and Adam Pierce there. And um, he had him escorted from the building and, and Adam Pierce just quite simply, you know, took his glasses, wiped them, put him back on and said, let the games begin. Um, little sidebar. Do, do we see this leading to uh, another kind of Raw versus SmackDown war, um, but possibly at Survivor Series? I'm very and, and I'm thinking so. My question is, would Adam Pierce? I know Nick Aldis has wrestled, you know, recently, um, but would would they both? suit up and actually be in the match? Mm. That, that would be interesting because it's amazing you mention that, Greg, because I saw a promo from way back when from Gene Okerlund, and I didn't know that Adam Pierce used to be the NWA heavyweight champion. Yeah, he was... He had a... a, a you know, not a, I mean, he had an established independent wrestling career. Yeah. That would be interesting to see the both of them in the ring. That would. Okay. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, on to the next match. Um, it was a tag team matchup where it was um, Grayson Waller and Austin Theory taking on Cameron Grimes and Dragon Lee. Um, Mr. 24-7, you get to lead us off. I wasn't I, I couldn't get myself into it just because in the beginning, like before the match started when I'm when I seen all right, we're having Grayson Waller in theory, uh, versus Cameron and Dragon Lee. I'm like, all right, so we got four singles singles guys here thrown together, like we've been talking about. They just thrown them together and now we got a match. There was only three matches on SmackDown and this was one of them and it was, to me it was just it made absolutely no sense at all. Like, fine, Grayson and Theory have been doing pretty decent together uh, lately. So I don't have as much of a problem with them as the other two. But the fact that it was, you know, two thrown together teams just fighting here on, you know, on a card with barely no fighting, it, to me, just sucked. But the match itself was okay. I feel like... um I feel like we've seen more, a little more from Grimes and Dragon Lee in the match. Waller and Theory just, I feel like the, the last couple matches from them were better than this one. Um, they cheated to win, which is fine. They're a heel team, and that's fine. Um, I liked Grimes. You know, I, I, I thought he did okay. And Dragon Lee's a high-flying, crazy person. And um, I, I, I don't mind seeing him, but I, I'd rather see him fighting a one-on-one -on -one match. So I think I was just biased going into it. Like, I don't care 
So I gave it a C plus, and yeah, it just I don't know. I, um. <laughs> Trivia. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with the great DJ. I've, I've never been a big Cameron Grimes fan. Um, I uh, I really do like the team of Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. I think, like DJ said, I think they're getting better each week. Um, they got some, they got some talent on that team. Dragon Lee, well, you know he 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 came into WWE. You know, and he gets his high praises and everything from Rey Mysterio saying he's the greatest luchador around. And But I don't know. This match just really didn't do anything for me. Even though uh, Theory and Grayson Waller got the win, I'm still, like I said, I'm still not a big Cameron Grimes fan. Dragon Lee, I can I can watch him and, and get into watching him. I think he's one of the one of the good talents on the roster. I gave it a C-plus as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much more I can say that wasn't already said. Um, I mean, Michael Cole hyping up Dragon Lee um, was kind of a little nauseating. I mean, when, when, in my opinion, when you have to sit there and force feed us how good somebody is, it, there's an issue. Let their actions speak to themselves. Let us see how he is in the ring. Um you know, it works. If somebody's going to get over with the crowd, they're going to get over with the crowd. Stop horse feeding them to me. And that's what yeah. it kind of felt like it was. Um, Cameron Grimes is just uh, somebody that I think they shouldn't have brought up in the draft. They should have left him in NXT. Um, he's not doing anything uh, on the roster. The only thing that he gets is probably a little raise. Um, and a 90-day no-compete if and when he gets released because they're not doing anything with him. Um, and it's a shame because, I mean, maybe a, a different character, maybe diff- you know, maybe better for him, but I don't know. Um, he's decent in the ring, eh, on the mic, but, you know, he's just, he, he's, he was elevated from kind of the, upper tier of NXT to Jobber on SmackDown. Um, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, I, I like the two of them together as a team. Uh, I think it gives them new focus for Austin Theory as he kind of got lost in the shuffle as a champion. And, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll agree with the grade you guys gave and go give it also a C plus. All right. Um... We then went to the main event of the evening as it was for the WWE Women's Championship as it was Charlotte Flair taking on the champion EO Sky. Um, trivia, you lead us off. Well, I, my grade for this match, I, I don't like it when Charlotte loses. Um, but to me... It just seemed like she wasn't fluid in a lot of her moves. There was a lot of botches in that match on her part that I noticed. I mean, there was one time where Io Sky um, went up to the top rope and Charlotte was just standing there like she was waiting for her to come down. Must have been like five or six seconds that Charlotte was standing there and then Io Sky just did the jump. It's like, you know, I mean, and I'm just... I mean, Eosky is a good enough wrestler 
not to have damage control interfere. And I understand that that builds it up and everything. And, you know, Bailey still goes at it with Michael Cole from time to time. And, but I just, I mean, it was, a, it was a good match other than Charlotte losing, which I'm really not too wild about every time she loses because that's my girl. But I gave it a B plus. Wow, the way you're talking about it, I thought you were going to give it like a D. You had nothing good to say about it at all. Everything about it was negative. Um, yeah, I mean, once again, uh, we, you know, we can repeat and repeat and repeat. Uh, getting sick and tired of every effing finish not being clean. You Nobody can lose clean anymore in WWE. There's always something that happens to cause somebody to lose. And, you know, this was the same thing. It it really put a, a sour ending to a good match. Um, you know, Charlotte going to Spear. And, I mean, I didn't necessarily at first see the belt. You know, I didn't really even know the belt was there until afterwards. Um so the camera did a did you know kind of little play on it where you didn't really see it because you were kind of distracted like the ref was with everything that was going on with the referee and Bailey, and then you know after the match is over, there's there's the the two on one beatdown. Um, obviously, Dakota Kai's knee is not ready for her to get physically involved. And she didn't. It was just Eo and Charlotte, and boom, the return of Bianca Belair. Um, a small part of me really wanted her to come down and maybe, you know, fake everyone out and and you know save Charlotte, but then at the end give Charlotte the KOD and and continue with the the family trait there of going heel, but nope, that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, Charlotte and Bianca stand in the ring at the end together with damage control, walking away with, you know, tails between their legs. Um, and once again, like we've said, a good match got taken away by a, by a, a bad ending. I'm going to give it just a B. Okay. Mr. 24 7. Yeah, there's not really much I can say here. I mean, it's just, it sucks, man. It's disappointing. Like, to me, I kind of feel like when somebody interferes in a, in a match and causes, you know, a finish, I'm okay with it happening. But the, the amount we're seeing it, it's just, it's messing it up. It's messing up the times that it needs to happen or, you know, the times that it makes sense to happen. It's just, we don't even know that anymore because we're just seeing it every match. So it, it, it really sucks. And especially with EO and damage control, I mean, that literally is every match, you know? So it's just sad, man. Um, because, and I feel bad for EO, you know, she, she's, you guys said it, she's good enough to not have, them with her and, and messing with her um i don't know the match was good it was and and that's what we're getting out of all these matches they're good all great matches or at least good matches crappy finish so 
yeah, there's not really much more to say. I'll go B minus. Um, it's the best I could do on that. Okay, so overall, overall, I gave I gave the whole show overall a C. Really? Yeah. Okay. I got B. I got B overall. Yeah, I mean, I I mean a C. You didn't you didn't give a single match or segment a C. How's the overall a C? <laughs> I gave three. I gave three matches a C plus. Oh, oh, like I said. Well, two, two matches and a Logan Paul promo. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how overall you give something a C when every grade you had was above it. Um, but yeah, I, I gave it a very, 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 very low B minus, like a like a seventy nine point five because it rounds up to a B minus. Okay. Now let me ask you guys a question before we get into Nuggies news. Um. When Bianca Belair came out, do you guys think that it's too early right now if Jade Cargill came out? Yeah. She's on Raw. Oh, that's right. She's on Raw. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, that was our SmackDown recap. And right now, we're going to go to my favorite part of the show. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Um... First and foremost, we, we a lot of there's there's one of the big I'm not gonna say controversy, but if you ever in like a room full of of, of uh, wrestling fans, um, one question always gets bantered around is is what's your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? So it, it's always kind of interesting when you get somebody who a lot of people consider to be on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling and get their opinion. Um, in an offshot interview, Ric Flair was asked who he would put on his Mount Rushmore. He didn't name himself on the Mount Rushmore. Um, but the four wrestlers that he put on his Mount Rushmore as the greatest wrestlers in professional wrestling history, first and foremost, he started off with a man that I think was synonymous. You know, growing up, you're either a Ric Flair fan or you were a Hulk Hogan fan. It was kind of like American League, National League, AFC, NFC. Um, the next one he named was The Undertaker. Stone Cold Steve Austin. But the last one to me was a little surprising. And he named the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels as the fourth member of his Mount Rushmore. So would you have thought that he would have been conceded if he put himself on there? Or do you think somebody like that just like if you asked Hulk Hogan, would he start with himself and then three others? Or or I mean, I just found it surprising that he didn't even put himself on the Mount Rushmore of his own. What do you guys think? I think uh I think a lot of people would have thought that um 
Ric Flair would, would have been conceded if he added himself to that. But you mentioned Hulk Hogan, and when I saw an interview with Hulk Hogan a couple weeks ago, they asked him about his Mount Rushmore, and he said, which Ric Flair left out, and Hogan said, the first person you got to put on the Mount Rushmore is Andre the Giant. And so, but I think if Ric Flair had added himself to that, I think in the eyes of the wrestling fans, that would have been a, a conceded move on his part. Um, I, I, I mean, I think probably some people would think that, but it's Ric Flair. I think he did way more, way, way more than enough to put himself on it. I mean, only Cena, you know, has the amount of titles he got. He did so much for way too long. I would have been totally fine if he put himself on it. Yeah, totally fine with because to me he's on it. So yeah, and with those four, if he's listing those four, I I would have expected him to put himself on there, not Shawn Michaels. I can understand the other three, but Shawn Michaels is the one that surprised me. Um, I would have thought he would go on with a Cena, um, or somebody else, or himself. Yeah, Um, he said. he said, I think on Stone Cold podcast that Sean to him is the best one of all time. That's his number one guy of all time is Sean. Yeah, so I figured he would be on his. But I, I don't know if that's more the the personal aspect of it as as the the, the strong friendship that the two of them had. Yeah, that may yeah. have helped him, you know, a little bit higher. Um, as we yeah. always take our friends in higher regard, um, because they're our friends. What do you guys think? Every time I every time I hear somebody talking about the Mount Rushmore, I never hear this guy mentioned. And if anybody would be on the Mount, for me, if anybody would be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, what do you guys think, Bruno San Martino? No. No. I wouldn't even hesitate. No. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say no too. I mean, if he was say started his career around the time like Hulk and Rick did. Maybe we we could probably do it, but I, yeah. I don't think you could. I don't know. I I can't put. Yes, granted, he was he was extremely successful in his time, but when you you look at the way wrestling has exploded, I mean, since Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, you look at that and that alone. To me, it, it's. You you can't take somebody that couldn't elevate it to the popularity that that it got elevated because of the two quote unquote in my opinion pillars that started it all in Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. All righty. Um, there was a a um, don't know where it was at, but there was an autograph signing. Um, attended by Mercedes Monet, um, where I don't know if either of you guys saw the video. Um, a gentleman that was getting an autograph kind of just mentioned to her so uh, the the fact of her leaving WWE was over creative differences. The look on her face. And straight up attitude towards this gentleman 
was like, thank God there was a table and she didn't have a gun. She really got offensive about it. Was like, oh, oh, so you know this. You know this to be true. And it was kind of like, well, that's what I read. And then she came right back with, well, I guess if you read it, that must have what it been happen, you know, happened and blah, 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 blah. So it seems to me that, I mean, everything that we've quote unquote read and heard um, about creative differences, we don't know. Um, do we, I mean, I know she had said that she would like to come back to WWE at some point. Do we ever think that's ever going to happen? I mean, do you, do you ever see Sasha Banks return to WWE? Or is this now one of those, you know, Chris Jericho, you know, evil empire, we'll never see you back and we're never going to give you any credit for anything you did ever again. Ha 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 It's tough because we don't really know the exact reason why she left, you know, like, Maybe when Vince is absolutely gone, like, I mean gone, maybe, you know, not to be sound horrible, but when he passes or something, he's no longer here. Maybe I could see maybe her coming back, but not anytime soon, I don't. Well, yeah, what, I don't see it either. What type of wrestler is she going to be then? Is she uh-huh. going to be at that point, is she going to be a, a Tristratus slash Lita? You know, somebody at the end of their career or beyond the end of their career trying to perform, uh, I guess it's only time will tell. Um, pulled up an article that says seven outlandish yet realistic predictions um, for WWE for, for 2024. So, they also list um, AEW ones, but I want to see if you guys agree or disagree with these kind of outlandish, but you know what? Could really happen predictions. The first one they list, Cody Rhodes fails to finish the story with Roman Reigns again. Yeah. I don't see it happening. Nah, uh, I, I see it. It's got to happen. I don't see it. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree also because I think, in my opinion, I think that's probably the reason why they took the tag titles off of Uso and Cody Rhodes is so that Cody could finish the story with Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's that's not. But he finishes the story. It's in April of next year. Why are you going to take the titles off him? in October, seven months before a pay-per-view. Yeah, I know. But I, I disagree. I, I don't... Yeah. I just... I agree with DJ. Oh, I'm going to agree. Um, I don't see him finishing the story in 2024. Um, he signed a three-year contract in 2022... I, I see him having to, to, once again, you know, try to get to the top of the mountain and fail. And then 2025, then he finally finishes his story. 
the next one. Bron Breaker becomes the newest Paul Heyman guy. I agree. I, I think that's going to really, I think that will very much happen. Okay. Um, I mean, from what we've seen the other day, uh, I guess I'll go with agree. But I think I need to see a little more. But I'll, I'll go with agree. Okay. So I guess my 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 little stipulation to it uh, is: Does the bloodline totally fall apart, and Roman Reigns quote unquote fires Paul Heyman? Because I don't see this Roman. I don't see Roman Reigns share quote unquote sharing the wise man with Braun Breaker. So I think something has to happen in the storyline where Paul Heyman's no longer with the bloodline. If that happens, then I can see it. So that that's my little asterisk to that. Okay. The next one. MJF leaves AEW for WWE and Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are all elite. No, I don't see that happening. Me either. Which one? None of them. None of them? Both of them. Both of them. Okay. Um, I... With, with the amount of money that WWE has over AEW, I wouldn't be surprised if MJF became part of WWE. And I don't know. With, with Edge joining AEW... I, I don't know if that's kind of... I'm not going to say paving the way with like a clear path, but maybe kind of like somebody taking one of those sickles and going through the brush and kind of making a path. Um, for people that aren't really as happy with their contracts, um, I, I honestly could see... Drew McIntyre, I mean, he's already been out of WWE once. Sheamus, I'm not sold on him leaving. Um, and... This is the, this is, this is, this is the tough one. I, now please... Please, I'm reading this article. It's not me saying this. CM Punk wins Men's Royal Rumble and faces Seth Rollins in the night one main event at WrestleMania 40. No. 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 Better not. (laughs) Now, we're looking at this as... Wrestling fans look at it as this is this WrestleMania is it's WrestleMania 40, which is a pretty big WrestleMania. This is Endeavor or TKO 
first involvement in a WrestleMania. Think of money-wise a main event of CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 40 would be. Without a doubt. You're right. Money-wise, it'd be freaking out of this world. That that's why I say outlandish predictions that realistically could happen. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention real quick, I talked with trivia about this. Um, PWI has released their women's top two fifty. Um it used to be the top 50 women, and then it was the top 100. This year, there's enough professional wrestling um, women in the professional wrestling world that they actually do a top 250. Um, in the top 10, I will go from 10 to 1. At number 10, they have Jordan Grace um, from Impact Wrestling who last night at Bound for Glory won an inter... It was kind of a a Royal Rumble. They had an intergender, 20-person intergender match. Um, uh, Like, the winner got a trophy and call your shot. You get to choose when you want to fight. And the actual... The final two came down to Bully Ray and Jordan Grace. And and the difference about this thing is kind of weird and stupid. The first 18 eliminations are over the top. When you get down to the last two, it's a one-on-one, and the winner only wins via pinfall or submission. And she pinned Bully Ray to win. So Um, number nine, they have... Um, somebody named Camille from NWA. Number eight, Willow Nightingale from AEW slash ROH. Number seven, Deanna Peraza from Impact. Number six, Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, AEW ROH. At number five, Tam Nakano from Stardom. At number four, Jamie Hayter, AEW. At number three, Bianca Belair, obviously WWE. At number two, somebody named Julia, G-I-U-L-I-A from Stardom. And the top-ranked female is Rhea Ripley. Gentlemen, do we think that is a deserving top, well, top of the heap um, in Rhea Ripley? Yeah, I'll go, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Trent. I would say so. I mean, I'm a little disappointed Mrs. 24-7 isn't on there. But, um, yeah, it's deserving for Rhea to be number one, I believe. I mean, she's... She's had a career. Even uh, it's not. It's not based on a career. It's not based on a career. It's not based on a career. It's for this year. Well, I I believe she deserves to be in the number one spot. 
be the categories that they base it on are win-loss record, championships won, quality of competition, major feuds, um, prominence within a wrestler's promotion, and then overall wrestling ability. Okay. Yeah, I think I, th- I think it's justified that she's number one. Yeah, I do too. It it, it just it's weird hearing all the names, you know, because it's hard to think about. Okay, this is just from what they've done in the past year, right? You know, and it's hard, like for me, I say because. I don't I, I don't watch most of them names. I don't even know who a lot of them are to be right, honest. So right. it, that's a tough one, you know? Because it because if I think about it in my mind, the WWE women are just far and beyond most of the other women in, in the other places. Like there's a one there's one here and one here that, that are definitely up there. But it's hard to hear that, you know, just even hearing it. But if it's just for the past year, then maybe that's, you know, maybe it's it's correct. I just don't know it. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I was trying to find it here. Um, hold on one second, because I, I don't know. I mean, if you, you're going on, and yeah, okay, she's been the champion for most of the year. She won the championship at WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, she has only been 46 matches this year. Well, all right, well, she's won 42 of her 46 matches. Okay. All right, well, all right, maybe, maybe I won't argue against it. Um, but that's Nuggies news for today. Um, Mr. Trivia, what do you got going on? All right, well, before I mention what I got going on for Indie News, uh, newcomer Jack Notar is tuning in, thanks thanks to Jack. And also Drew is watching, so thanks, guys. Uh, One other thing, too, guys, with that top 250, how surprised are you guys that Britt Baker's not on there? Do you think she should be uh, in the top 10, maybe? I don't think she did much last year after she lost the title. Yeah. I think she did. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so my indie news here. We got Saturday, October 28th. PAPW presents Thriller in Paradise at the PAPW training facility at 662 Co. Avenue, East Haven, Connecticut. Bell time is 7 p.m., uh, Drew, I'll address that in a minute. Um, and also, Tetsu Pro Wrestling on November 4th presents Those Who Fight 2, which will be at 255 West Street in, at the Boys and Girls Club in Bristol, Connecticut. The doors open at 6.30. Bell time is at 7 o'clock. The general admission is $20.00. Front row is 25. Some of the matches that are signed is a West End street fight. Loser leaves town. 
HBO, which stands for High Voltage Omar, will battle Ty Shine. Also, they're going to crown a new champion in a four-way match with Ryan Frost, Troy Stevens, Azriel, and Bobby Ocean, which should be interesting, to say the least. They're going to have a tag team match between Patrick Saint and Sergeant Fury. Not Sergeant Murray, Sergeant Fury versus Pretty Poppy and Mr. James. Asriel and Bobby Ocean will be will be competing in round two of the of the fatal four-way to well not a fatal four-way, but those were the four guys that are in it. Round two is Asriel versus Bobby Ocean and Ryan Frost versus Troy Stevens. Um, Greg, you probably remember Troy Stevens from um, Joseph Von Schmidt's organization. Yep. I thought he was a I thought he was a pretty good talent. Uh, also, Sonny Kiss, I don't know too much about him, is going to be uh, battling a mystery opponent. The ladies' match that night will be Delmi Echo versus Skyler. And Greg, this match out here, this match here, I would love to see. The Cure, Lucas Chase, will battle Hippie Dicky Moon, which I think will be quite an interesting match. And also, there's a new uh, organization that I'm going to be covering. It's called New England Ring Gladiators, and they will present House of a Thousand Slams on October 27th at 109 Middle Street in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. The front row is $20. Reserved front row is $20. General admission is 15 some of the matches that have been assigned for that show are Mike Montero versus Hunter Tarka. We all know Hunter from uh, from uh, PAPW. Tag team match, a street fight, The Hoods versus Merchant versus versus Bobby Merchant and Brooks. Uh, didn't get his first name, just said Brooks. Tag team title match will be DCMC versus Social Influence. A women's match, Ariel versus Isana. Also, they're going to have the a tag team match, the Young Guns versus the Trenchers. Don't know much about uh, a lot of these wrestlers. They're going to have a mystery battle royal, which I'm going to be talking to the person in charge of the Ring Gladiators to you know get some information on that mystery battle royal. And the final match they have on the card right now is Shea Cat versus Devin Baller. Be in the Fairhaven, Massachusetts area. Check them out. Uh, Drew says he's not getting any notifications that we're on. And he said Sonny Kiss is from AEW. Okay. Well, Sonny Kiss was was in uh was in that match I was just talking about at Bound for Glory last night. He he okay. was he was eliminated by Matt Cardona and, oh my God, what was his name? Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins. Yep. So, all right, so a week from tomorrow, or two weeks from tomorrow, rather, is WWE's Crown Jewel. Two weeks from tomorrow is a Monday. Two weeks from yesterday, I'm sorry. Which will be Saturday, November 4th. Uh, I guess from what I understand, uh, they're going to 
try, they're going to try and add extra seats because of all the tickets they've sold. I guess they're expecting about 60,000 people for that event. Uh, Greg, how many matches are there right now as of now? Four. Okay. All all championship matches. Um, Seth freaking Rollins defending against Drew McIntyre for the for the World Heavyweight Championship. Rhea Ripley defending her Women's World Championship in a fatal five-way involving Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zoe Stark. Um, Roman Reigns defending his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against L.A. Knight. And Rey Mysterio defending his United States Championship against Logan Paul. Okay. Uh, I, I know that you had mentioned something before about, uh, you know, maybe we'll see a solo John Cena match. Yeah, I would imagine so. It, yeah. it, it's Saudi Arabia. They try to get all the big names they can. Right. Um, my my so, question is to you guys. Um, it this push that LA Knight has been getting. Um, yes, he's over with the fans just as much as any other single. Um, Wrestler in WWE is, um, I think you could debate as to whether or not it's Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, or LA Knight right now is the number one um, crowd noise maker. But do you think them putting him against Roman Reigns now? is good for him? No. No, I don't either because he's going to lose. So right. this is just, yeah. Right. And then, and then what happens? Right. He's gone. His popularity goes right in the toilet probably. Yeah. So is it is it going to take a cheap victory by Roman Reigns with outside interference for LA Knight to stay as popular as he was because Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn had WWE eating out of his palm. And then what happened to him? I I just... I I don't know. I, I just... I think he's going to, I mean, I'm not going to say I know he's going to lose, but I don't, I don't see him winning. I don't see him having a chance at winning. And I just see him falling off the wayside after this. I mean, I think he'll have his, he'll have his moments in the match. You know, he'll get a couple, he'll probably get a couple of close two counts. Well, everybody that fights Roman Reigns does. Yeah, I just think that uh, it's not it's not the right time for LA Knight. I just don't think so. Yeah. The one thing I would love to see, and I don't really know if it's going to be possible or not at WrestleMania, 
to see Roman Reigns against Gunther. No. No. It would be it would be nice, but yeah. That's Cody Rhodes is penciled in to go against Roman Reigns. I think there's yeah. only one name that could possibly replace Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and that would be The Rock. I think that would be the only name to put in against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And it's very possible that Cody could finish the story if Jay's going to be in his corner. I don't think that would be the way to finish the story with a slighted victory. I think if he's going to finish the story, it has to be with a clean cut Cody Cutter crossroads for the win. Okay, agree. And and we're uh, gonna see and we're gonna see Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania anyway. So yeah, I was just about to say that we're probably gonna see with Solo with with Solo as the uh, special enforcer for the match. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Heyman, the guest referee, or outside the ring or whatever. But maybe uh, we, we get Rikishi then. Maybe we see Rikishi come in then. If his sons are fighting against each other, WrestleMania. Maybe cool. Maybe Rikishi would yeah. be the referee. That'd be even cooler. <laughs> that, that'd be something. So, anyway, so uh, has there been anything signed for Monday Night Raw for tomorrow night? Um, nothing that I came across. Let me. See if I can find something. Yeah, because I don't know too much uh, as to what's going on for uh, Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. But Mm. I think I'm also going to be looking forward to that contract signing on Friday night between LA Knight and Roman just to see. You know, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of physicality during that. Um, they have listed Jey Uso taking on Damian Priest. Logan Paul returns to Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Becky Lynch defending NXT Women's Championship against Indy Hartwell. And then the New Day taking on the Alpha Academy. That could be an interesting match. First time they've ever gone against each other, so that could be an interesting match. Drew's question is thoughts on Nick Aldis. I like him. I like him. I think he's going to do good things. Yeah, I mean, for me, the jury's still out because, I mean, first of all, the audience. I mean, when when Triple H announced Nick Aldis, they're like, who? Nobody knew who he was. Nobody knows why he's there. Nobody really, not a lot of people know his accolades and everything. Um, My, I mean, Nick Aldis coming, does this now almost solidify Mickey James going to the WWE Hall of Fame next year? 
Possible. Possible, yeah. I mean, the last Probably. time I, I really don't watch NWA at all, but the last time I saw Nick Aldis, he was Magnus in uh, TNA. Right. I mean, the guy can handle himself in the ring, no doubt. But, um... Yeah, so I, I, like, I agree with Greg. The jury's still out. I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he, play, he said he plans on, you know, running it differently under his watch and and, you know, he, he finds a wrestler from Monday Night Raw $10,000. Yeah, for showing up on SmackDown when you're not supposed to. Yep. So. Yeah, well, so. I, we'll I, see go ahead. We'll have to see how well he's going to do. Yeah, so so, so yeah. last night I, I paid. Oh, excuse me. The $39.99. To watch Bound for Glory. Um, there was absolutely nothing on TV. I was bored out of my mind. I actually started it. I you know, bought it 20 minutes after the thing had started. Um, and there was one match. Um, and I unfortunately have to look up the other guy's name. Because I don't know it off the top of my head. Oh. Will Ospreay defeated Mike Bailey. If, if you, I mean, I know, Mike, you don't know, you don't think anything about other wrestlers outside of WWE. You don't think much. Dude, if you get a chance to go on YouTube, it'll probably be another week till it's up because the thing was just last night. Watch this match. Some of the shit that these two guys do in this match are just beyond creative genius. Some of the moves they were doing, the fluidity that they had. Um, I mean, they said this is the first time they ever wrestled together one-on-one. -on -one. They wrestled together as a team, against each other in tag teams. But I'm telling you, if Will Ospreay ever decides he wants to, to make some big money and come WWE, watch out. I'm telling you, this guy's he's good. He yeah. really is. Yeah, so Drew says, did you hear they're going back to TNA? Yeah, I understand that TNA is kind of coming back. No, I don't know. Impact TNA doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, so you, you said that was Will Ospreay against Mike Bailey? Uh, Mike Bailey, yeah. I'd never heard of him, never seen him. And I was like, okay, well, how good can this be? But it was good. It was good. The uh, women's main event was um, Trinity, or as they say, Trinity, um, against Mickey James. And I, 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 <laughs> Trinity's their champion, and I <laughs> don't see, I see every reason why WWE totally lost faith in her. I mean, she's just not good. She really isn't. Um, she's gotten a little thicker. Um, like, her ass looks bigger. Um, her legs look muscular, though. Not like, I mean, like, she like, like she's been squatting. Not that she's gaining weight. Like, she's not looking like, you know, Nia Jax. 
but she she's definitely been been, been working on her lower half, um, and she still uses the rear view or rear end or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And, um, now you mentioned Greg about with, with Nick Aldis being in WWE now. Does that make room for Mickey James going into the Hall of Fame? Do you guys think that might make room for Mickey James as a competitor? No. Back in WWE? No. <laughs> Maybe a Rumble or something, right. but right. That that's the only thing I could think about of. It. Yeah is maybe she could be in a uh you know surprise entry in the Royal Rumble type deal. Okay. Drew says I went to that convention, I saw Sax Harwood versus Mike Bailey. I think he means Dax Harwood. Uh, all right. So anything else you guys wanna add? No. Nah. Mm. Nothing else that I can think of. All righty. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight to the Top Rope Report. This is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Nugster Greg and Mr. 24-7 saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you at Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Have a good night. <laughs>